listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. I believe that every new year, there's this, uh, there's, there's this uh, idea in our mind that if we, if we get to change certain things, then everything is just going to be left behind. And what I'm here to tell you is that the important thing about a new year is not you deciding to do something new, is understanding that God is doing something new every day. Amen. Say with me, every day. The Bible states in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 through 19, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers, where? In the desert. I love this. I'm doing a new thing. I'm making a way in the wilderness, and I'm bringing rivers in the desert. And isn't those places of chaos is in those places of need that God does his best work and I believe as we enter 2022 we got to be bold we got to step into what God has for us would you close your eyes with me let's pray God I thank you that your word leads us guides us I thank you that your plans are always better I pray that you will align our hearts with yours that you give us a new heart Lord I pray that your will be done in our lives, in our family. Lord, the, the enemy's lies, Lord, be, may, be, may be broken so that we can walk in your truth. Give us new understanding. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. I received a call that changed the way we were doing ministry. A single mom called me and said, Pastor, we need help. During this season, it's been very difficult for us to keep food on the table. This happened about four years ago. Uh, we were receiving calls le- uh, left and right from people saying, Pastor, um, I, I, I lost my job. Uh, I'm moving back from Midland, moving back from San Antonio. I was hearing uh, uh, so many people uh, changing, making, making changes. And the worst thing is that we couldn't gather together. And as people were trying to, to receive something and telling me we need this, we're giving them prayers. I got together with our staff, with our lead team. I said, listen, we have to do more. We have to do more. Uh, there's something that God is uh, putting an opportunity because you, you can either see the problem as, as the worst place or you can see the problem as the best place. Amen. Somebody say with me, opportunity. You see, many times in the wilderness, we don't understand that God is making a way for a river. Yeah. And in our lives, when our marriages are not going well, it says, do not remember the old things we like to remember. Remember 10 years ago, remember 20 years ago. When things start happening in, in our life, we like to, we like to go backwards because when I was a kid, that's, that's the reason I'm like this. A psychologist once told me, tell me what's your first memory as a child? And I said, mm, me losing a race? He's like, that's the way your life is. Come on. Some of you guys are like, that makes sense, pastor, psychology all the way. But I'm here to tell you that even though you can learn a lot in psychology and there's good, there's something greater than psychology is his. <laughs> his mind, the mind of Christ. And I've learned that, uh, that, that first memory in my life, I'm, here to, I'm trying to teach you something because you've been struggling with something in your life. Um, that first memory in my life is not something for me to remain, it's me, something for me to conquer. Yes. That's not who I am. I am what God says I am. And that says I am more than a conqueror. But I remember going through that season, I'm talking to all these people, and people are looking into all the problems, saying, Pastor, we can't. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm Mexican, not Mexican. Uh, so when they, when they tell me you can't, I'm like, hmm, 
Watch me. Somebody say it with me, watch me. Tell that person next to you, tell them, watch me. And I've learned this, uh, it, more than watch me is watch him. He's making, he's doing something new. And it's in, pl- in places where I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna hide that he says you need to step forward. And places where I say, this is not what I want in my life, God will use your worst test in your life to be your greatest testimony. And you have authority over things that only you have walked through, but you have to walk through them. So stop running from the problem. 2024, say with me, new season. Stop, stop shying away from what God's calling you to do. God has placed in you something so special and through the power of his Holy Spirit, you will conquer. But as we're going through that, this, this, this young lady telling me, I don't, have, I don't have food on the table. I told her, I want you to come tomorrow to church and we're gonna put something together. I wanna put something together. I tell Anna, Anna I need you to go and go to Sam's, you know, because we're gonna get this for the whole month. We're gonna make sure we have different things. Uh, my wife doesn't like Sam's. Where are the ladies that like Sam's? No? So she's like, you know, uh, I don't, think, uh, I don't think that's appropriate. Let's ask her, come on, thank you for the wisdom of the women. Let's ask her specifically what she needs. I want you to get this, okay? Specific requests get specific answers. And as she's sending us everything that she needs, um, I'm praying, I'm saying, God, provide for me, provide for us, provide for this person, provide for these people that we're saying, God, give us provision. And I'm thinking how we're gonna go and buy and I'm, and I'm getting ready to use my debit card to, for, for what it's needed. And as I'm getting ready to do that, Holy Spirit says, I don't want you to just buy for one person. So I look around and I've learned to, to listen to the Holy Spirit. I've learned that every time he's, he's prompting you to give is so that you can see his provision. Not so that you can be the provision. So I look around, and I'm saying, maybe that person over there needs, needs uh, their groceries paid. And I'm going, and I'm saying, hey, can I, can I pay for your groceries? And, 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 and the person goes, no. Have you ever had those people that are so nice? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I just felt prompted to do that. It's okay. I prefer to be obedient and get a no than to be disobedient and get a no. So I, I, I go back, and, and I, just, I just, you know, you need to get for 100 people. And I'm like, <laughs> That's not you, Lord. So I go, I said, you know, let's buy this before we keep hearing things that are not from the Lord. And, and, I, and I go and I pray. And as I'm praying at the house, I'm praying at the house, I get a call. I get a call from a, from a pastor friend that, uh, and tells me, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm having, I'm having to learn how to preach to, uh, to a, a, an empty church. He's like, me too. He's like, man, I'm having to, to, to learn to do ministry and go pray for people from distance. He's like, me too. He's like, I'm having to go and leave groceries in the people's house when we don't have groceries ourselves. And he's like, what? I'm like, that's, you're really getting those calls? Like, yes, uh, we're, we're on Horizon, but I know you're on the west side. It's a little different. Um, and it, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he goes, and he goes, you know what? They just told me that we're gonna be getting some food delivered. I said, okay, well, if you get anything, let us know. That the following day, I told this person, come the following day, and we're gonna see what we can give you. The following day, say with me, next day. Come on, I want you to get a God that's making new, but he's preparing in times of need the provision, and in times of need, when your marriage is the worst, you wanna walk away, and what you need to do is press in. When, when things are going wrong with the kids, you wanna go ahead and say, oh, this is, this is the worst it's been, you need to press in. When work is not what, what you're wanting to do and you're like, man, this is not what I do, you press in because everything we do, we do for the glory of God. So the next day he calls me, he's like, um, I got some food for you. Uh, you can come and pick it up and when I get there, it's a trailer. I said a trailer. 
He's had 100 people. I need you to, to get this in, in your spirit today. He's doing something new, and it, it does not require your approval. He's doing something new, and it's not up to how much you have on your bank account. It's not up to you doing the miracle as you believing, say with me, new season, that he can do something new. I want to read to you a story. I want us to go into the word of God. Open your Bible with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. And we're going to see this God of a new season that calls us into new, into a provision that's super, that's super uh, natural that only he can do, but requires for us to be bold. Requires for us to be bold. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 through 25, scripture says, and it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army, here's an enemy, and went up and besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. Talk about inflation. And one-fourth of a cab of a dove dropped beans for five shekels of silver. There's such a need, there's such, there's such a hunger that they're selling this crazy. Kind of like what happened with La, La Rosca de los Reyes Magos this, this past Sunday. It's like, why is this thing, kind of what, man, for real, what happened to, with tamales Christmas season? How many of you are like, $24? Anybody pay? Okay, I'll just leave that to the side. God's healing my heart. God's healing my heart. So in this place in which there's, there's, there's demand, but there's no supply, we serve a God that not only gives you what you want, he gives you what you need. And many times it's like, Pastor, I, I don't know if this is what I want in my life, but it's what you need so you can get out of the place that you're in. So you can get out of the relation that you're in. And, I, and look at me for a moment. Some of us, uh, some of us say sorry because we get caught. Few of, us, few of us repent and change. Can I repeat that again? Some of us get sorry because we say sorry because we, we're caught. We got caught. And, and many times we come to the Lord, I, I, I'm caught, God, I'm sorry, I, I, please, please help me, I'm, I'm in hunger. But a few of us say, God, what do you want me to do? I surrender. The story keeps reading in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow, come on, somebody say with me, tomorrow. It says, tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. And to seize a verily for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. They're, they're selling this at an inflated price. And the prophet of the Lord comes in and says, it's going to be super affordable. So an officer at whose hand the kings leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this be done? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. The officer says, come on, really? We believe in God, but can God really do this? We will have to see heavens open, and we haven't seen heavens open. Well, you don't see heavens open because the Bible says that heavens get open when we tithe. If you tithe, you would see heavens open, Malachi 3.10. But when you don't give, and the tithing principle is generosity. When you're not generous, you don't see heavens open. But when you're generous, you see heavens open. Where did this come from? Okay, some of you guys are ready for that. It's not about me giving the tithe, it's about me having a generous heart. So next day I go, it's a trailer, guys. I call who we know in the church. I'm like, hey, I need help. How many of you thank God for people that can help? I'm like, I need help 
we need to bring this trailer over here. I don't know how it's going to get here. I don't know how, how it's going to happen. Pastor, here it is. Start calling people. It's like, we're going to give what God provides, and we're going to see. We say, I'm expecting one family, and then I thank God for, for those of you that have thousands of followers on social media. You know, I see, I see you. I see you. So, you know, and they start posting, and they start saying, we're here getting this. It's like 10 of us, and all of a sudden, we get a rush of people coming in a line of people coming in, and we have a trailer that we have to unpack. Not unpacked, a trailer that we have to unpack. What happens when you say, God, I'm available? What happens if this new year, somebody say with me, new season, you understand that the place of need in your life is the place that God's calling you to bring something to the table, to be a blessing to somebody. Scripture keeps reading, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3 to 8. Now there were leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. It's not until you realize where you are that you can move forward. If we stay here, we're going to die. Now therefore, come let us surrender to the army of the Syrians, to the enemy, if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill, kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of, of the Syrians. And when they had come to the out, outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Listen, they're the ones that are coming to attack, but God is making a way. And God is using those things that need, need, that is supposed to destroy you to bring provision. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent. Imagine, they've been outside as lepers. They haven't been able to eat, and there's a famine in there. They went into the one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid them. See, this is what you do when you've been in hungry, uh, hungry for so long, when you've been in a famine for so long. What you do is you hide what you should be enjoying. It's, it's harvest season, but you don't know what to do because you got used to getting paid $7 an hour that now you have to hide it. Because what are people going to say now that you actually have some money? Okay. And you don't give because, oh, man, what if I lose it? See, this, pe this man, this, they're, they're, le they're lepers that are walking, and they know that they're going to die. I want you to put this in your spirit. Until you know that you and I, until you understand that we're going to die, that we're sinners, that, the, that what, that what happens is that in our lives, the reason we don't see fruit, and please understand what I'm saying because we think that fruit is having more money in our bank account. But many of us have money in our bank account and are dead inside. Leprosy is a symbol of sin. It's a cancer. They couldn't draw close to certain places. They had to stay away. They could only hang out with the same people. 
but they make up their mind. Somebody say with me today, I need you to, know, to, to believe it. Say with me, new season. You have to make up your mind to go into a new season. You have to make up your mind and say, I'm not going to die here. They're lepers and they're walking in this place. And they say, if we stay here, we die. And many of us don't leave that place because we're afraid that they'll kill us. And we forget that we're dying. Where you are right now is at a better place than where you were 10 years ago. And if it isn't, why do you keep doing the same thing? Where you are right now in your marriage, is it better than where it was a year ago? So then why do you give church a try? So why don't you try to do something different? See, I think in our lives as we walk and we know that God has something more for us, we forget that what he has for us is already being given. He's already preparing the place where we're going to give provision, but we have to get out of where we're at. Somebody say with me, get out. If you continue to stay there, and there many, many times we're afraid, because mm, if I go and venture on my own, because if I go, if I do this, and if I go and I start serving, if I go and I, uh, I don't know, I, I've been hurt before, I know the enemy, and God is so awesome that in the place where you were supposed to be destroyed, he has provision. And that loss in your family and that hurt in your family is where he has provision. When you get to that place of provision, you need to learn to enjoy and eat the harvest. Eat the harvest. Look, uh, I'm not as young as, as, as I used to be anymore. I, I'm getting a little bit of gray hairs now. Come on, where are my people that are proud of their gray hairs? Thank you, Jesus. And, and I've understood this. I've understood this. That if I don't learn to live my season, it will pass by quick. What's your season? Ah, Pastor, it's because I have my kids. It's because I have all this. You better enjoy that season. Nah, Pastor, it's because my grandparents, my my grandkids, enjoy that season. I'm I'm here to to invite you today to start walking in a new season in which you're bold and you don't stay where you are. I I think we shut down and we say, listen, I'm I'm not going to do what God calls me to do. I'm not going to do what God is telling me. I don't want God to tell me what to do. I just want God to fix my problem. I just want God to give me the provision. And because of that, we never enter a new season. And God will not force you in, but he invites you in. We start unloading. We start unloading this, uh, uh, this trailer, and, and we're going, and I'm like, man, how are we going to get all this stuff down? We're getting, you know, one by one. We're, we weren't ready. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten something you're like, no, I'm not ready? <laughs> you know, it's like, thank you, God, I've been praying for this, but uh, how do I do it? You know how you do it? Look at me. You know how you do it when you're afraid? Look at me. You know how you do it when you don't know what to do? You do it afraid. And we're unloading and we're going and we're saying, it's like, oh man, it's just 10 of us. All of a sudden people that were getting their groceries, they're coming in and I'm like, mm, this is what we have. We don't even have bags to provide. I'm like giving them the whole, you know, 20 pounds, go. <laughs> As we're about to finish, this single mom that had called me shows up, and I was like, oh, I thought you had already gone through the line. Oh, no, pastor. Uh, we had all this food, but we only, we only have a, you know, we only have a sack of onions for you. So I look at my wallet and say, here you go. Go get whatever she needs. And the Holy Spirit tells me, I want you to go do the same for the city. Say, God, I don't have that much. But if you ask me for it, it's yours. 
And, I, and I, I learned something that I'm here to tell you. And please listen to my heart on this. I'm talking about your provision in your health. I'm talking about provision in your peace. I'm talking about provision in joy. I'm talking about provision in your wallet as well. But I want you to understand the provision in the wallet is a result of everything else, not the opposite. Because you can have this and not have this. But if you have this, this will follow. Put first the kingdom of God and everything. Next. And to put the first the kingdom of God first, look at me please, is understanding that I have to be bold to obey. And if God says go, you better understand that where you are, you're gonna die. Many of, many of you, since been three, four years, this is for you that is here and you're struggling to hear this message. That's the reason you're, un, you're uneasy in your heart. God loves you and brought you here. Three, four years, you've been in the wrong place, in the wrong business, in the, and you're doing the wrong thing, but you don't wanna let it go because it's what you're good at. Come on now. And God said, I have something else for you. And you're like, if I go, I'm gonna die. How am I gonna pay your debt? No, you're gonna die there if you don't go. Be bold. Say with me, new season. When God calls us into those places, he's not calling us to put us to shame. He's calling us so that we can see who he is. And you gotta get to a place in which you say, I trust you enough, God, that I move forward in what you say for me to do. There's a scripture in Luke chapter 18, verse 35 through 43, a story that I love. It says, didn't happen as Jesus was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he, carried, and he cried out saying, you need to understand the season when Jesus is passing by. You need to understand the season. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He doesn't hold back. He's bold. He takes a risk. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked, listen to the question, saying, what do you want me to do for you? Not what do you want me to change, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight, that I may see. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith, your boldness, not staying in that place, has made you well. And immediately, he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Our life, and when we take risk, and we step into a new season, is so that all people around us can give praise to God. And they can see the goodness of God in everything that we do. But he cried out. When was the last time you cried out? When was the last time you cried out to the Lord? I think one of the, one of the worst things that happens is that we cry out, not so that God can give us sight, but we cry out so we can stay blind. Come on now. Give me food, God. Instead of God, give me so I can give. But something happens 
when we understand the God we serve is a God that is seeing El Roy, God, the God that sees that he is seeing not just the need that you have right now, but the provision he's gonna give through your need. That trailer became 20,000. I said 20,000. <laughs> we gave 20,000 through a period of several months. Every week, there'll be a bus coming in. Every week, there'll be a trailer coming in. Every week, every week. You know when it stopped? And we still have our food bank. But you know when it stopped to that degree? When there was no need anymore. <laughs> the demand is what creates a supply in the spirit. It's not the supply that creates a demand. The demand is what creates the supply. Your faith has made you well. I don't feel like worshiping. Start worshiping. You'll increase. I don't feel like reading the Bible. Start reading the Bible. It'll increase. I don't feel like saying sorry. Start, start, saying, start acting. The story keeps reading in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 9 and 10 as I get ready to close. And they said to one another, we're not doing right. They get there, the provision, the enemy's camp, they have everything, they're hiding it. It says, we're not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. And we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us so that we have the fear of God to do that. God has made you free from sickness. For God has made you free uh, from addictions and you haven't told anybody. You continue to stay in that place. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the, the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we went to Syria, to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. I'm gonna go to verse 16, and I want you to read this whole chapter at home this week. It says, so they went, it says, then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a sea of fine flour was sold for a shekel, may inflation come down, and two seas of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. According to what? The word of the Lord. And the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate, and he died, just as the men of God had said who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened just as the men of God had spoken to the king, saying, two seas of barley of a shekel and a seal of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then the officer had answered the men of God and said, now look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? If God wants it to happen, he'll make it happen. And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you should not eat of it. So it happened to him for the people trampled him in the gate and he died. What's the difference between the person that said, God, have mercy on me receiving his sight and the person here not being able to see the provision in his life? Faith. The enemy wants to take your hope away. He tried 2023 to destroy your heart, to put doubt 
2024, somebody say with me, new season. We step in with boldness. Being bold is keeping your faith above your feelings. It's seeing the invisible. Pastor, but I've been praying for 20 years. Yes, ma'am. Jesus waited 30 years so he started his ministry. And in three years, he changed the whole world. It could be a tomorrow that can change the past 20 years in your life. By my heart, my attitude, the way I stand, the way I cry out, the way I put a demand on what he has. It's time to put a demand on what he has. But to say, God, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. God, I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to follow my doubts. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to follow my heart because the heart is deceitful. I'm going to follow your word because everything's done according to your word. And today, I want to remind you that that call, that one person saying, I need help, your call can cost 20,000 people to receive groceries. I remember the past, the, the last couple of weeks, that person that will come in, the first one that will come in, the last one to leave to give groceries was that single mom that asked. Her need became the provision. <laughs> Her need became the provision. New season. Paradigm shift. You're waiting for the heavens to open. And the word is already set what you need to do for the heavens to open. You're wanting the need to be changed so that you can say, God did it. Or so worse, you can say, I did it. And what God is saying today is walk out of that place. And in the place where you think you would be put to shame, in the place where the enemies are supposed to be, but you've tried to hide, it's time for you to go and tell people what God did for you. It's because people don't know, Pastor. That's right. Be bold. Be bold. Would you stand with me today? As we enter 2024, I want to remind you that He already promised to be with us always. Not sometimes, always. That he has set a way. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. That at the cross, we have a choice of saying, get down from the cross or saying, have mercy of me. It's your choice. But he remains in the cross. That when we cry out, we can hear what he told the person that's next to him and the cross and he says today you'll be with me so can I invite you to close your eyes for a moment what place do you need to get out of what place do you need to step into boldness and maybe believe again I know you haven't been in church in years and you decided to come in today His love for you and his calling for you and his purpose for you hasn't changed. All he wants is your heart. Thank you for listening. 
stay connected through our social media and remember, we are family.